0: 90 Day Fiance. This show is one of those shows. It's super over edited. You get the feeling in your gut that you really don't have any idea what's going on. And then the mm-hmm. icy on the cake at the end was the terrible interview after show that is just a waste of everybody's time yes. that made it what it was supposed to be all along yeah. when they were filming <laughs> this thing, a TLC reality show. And somehow the three of us got hoodwinked into watching a TLC reality show.
1: Welcome. We are fired up here. The new intro music, courtesy of uh, Ty Roberts. Well done, buddy.
0: And my son. My wonderful yes. little son helped me with that. That was our project today.
1: And Drake with a wonderful bluey cover. Uh, yeah. I think this is here to stay. I really like that. That was a good job.
0: <laughs> he was home for school, so if I was going to work on the pod, it had to be with my son. Yeah, He, was, he had to be involved in some way. <laughs> so he enjoyed that, but he movie. wanted to do... He wanted to do one for everyone he knows that we all know mutually. So it was going to oh be boy. a twenty-hour intro. <laughs> all our kids were going to be named, our wives. See, we've got a special,
2: a, a stay-home pile of rocks in the yard, and what the kids do is we have them move the rocks to a different spot in the yard, <laughs> and, and then, <laughs> and then like the next time they just move them back.
0: Hot tip, yeah. Yep. Very nice.
2: well,
1: hey guys! Strong start. Let's uh let's reel it in here already. Uh, <laughs> welcome back, gentlemen. Uh We are back for season two uh, of the Tiger King. I am joined, as always, by Daniel Penelope Hurt. Daniel, say hey. hi to the good uh, people.
2: Ahoy, ahoy! Hi there, good people.
1: And James Tiberius Roberts. Welcome back. Not my name, but hello. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's close
0: enough, right? I, mean, I
1: yeah. thought you would appreciate Tiberius for some yeah. reason. Anyway, gentlemen, we are uh, back at it with Tiger King. It's been a while, but here we are, guys. We are going to do it different than we did the first time around for some pretty specific reasons. We we got to keep heavy it interesting, in... though.
2: You got you got to keep yeah. it
1: interesting somehow, right? We got a little heavy into play by play and recapping th- on the first time through this show. And we're going to try to be a little more conversational this time. I think it's going to go well, and not be—we're uh, not going to get so stuck in the mud. Anyway, guys,
0: we're going to, of course, assume that you've seen the show.
1: That—that that was the big difference, I think, from last time. Ty had said, "Let's stop assuming that people have not seen the thing we're going to talk about, and that they have." So uh, I think it's going to go well, guys. Do we want to jump into a social media update right away, or how do you guys? I mean, want We might as this? well,
2: right? Oh
1: my God! Cheese mail. Gentlemen, we've had a gangbusters couple of weeks here or a month on the social media front. We were gifted by a still unnamed listener. A very kind message from the man, the myth, the legend, John Rinky. He wanted to wish us the best going forward with this new season of Tiger King.
0: Hey, do you know something that's fired up more than me about season two coming out? Yeah, yeah, this is me, John Rinky from Tiger King the quaran tigers yeah they are so fired up about season two that everybody should check it out they they joke around uh, they discuss the show and believe me they have so much to discuss i mean everybody knows carol yeah what's there not to talk about she fed him out yeah so hey big shout out for the podcast all right y'all look it up corn tigers Craig, Ty, and Dan, they do an awesome job. Yeah, and don't forget, Carol did it. The John
1: Ricky shout out was a big deal, but we had a, uh, somebody reached out to us from the official Joe Exotic Instagram account. Great. Right. They reached out? We got a message. Uh, we had a social media post advertising that we were going to be recording for this upcoming episode, and the official Joe Exotic account replied with a small little crown. Oh. A small, small, little tiger. Well, there you go. In that order, because
2: that yeah, feels uh, backwards. I'd have to check. I'd have to okay. Check. Wasn't,
0: yeah. How does a, how does an official Instagram account run for someone? Prison? For what's someone going in on? There?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Oh, I mean, they. It's probably run by Netflix. Most likely. Is that cynical? It's probably run by Soros. No, that's cynical. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's paid for by. Soros,
2: definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway guys
1: let's let's move on, off of the social media stuff let's right. get into uh escalator because it's kind of related if you I checked the good old the at gmail.com the other day to find an email from a longtime listener first-time caller uh, big Philly style hey who was style you
0: may remember is the gentleman that suggested and uh, later got us into the episode the terror of tiny town Um <laughs> That was we won't hold it against suggestion. him. Our least viewed episode, I believe. Is that correct, Yes. Correct?
2: Yes. <laughs> really, it's the smallest amount of views, I think, is how you put it.
0: Teeniest.
2: The teeniest amount of views? <laughs> All right, so we have an audio
0: clip from him, and, I, and I'm going to let it rip here. Hey, Corin Tigers. This
2: is Big Philly. I just finished the Squid Game minisode, and I had something I wanted to ask you later. Do you think it's possible for a nine-year-old man with a brain tumor and seemingly no ballistic engineering experience to devise a weapon that can scan an area for movement and then send this information to a bank of guns 25 feet above the motion detector to pinpoint the exact trajectory and coordinates to shoot at in order to hit a moving target and avoid hitting anything that isn't moving. If you do think this is possible, approximately how many Korea bucks do you think it would cost to build? Great show, guys. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you took
1: all of the time, we'll say even the seconds and added up and converted that to a dollar figure, the seconds required to set it up would still be less than it took you to set up the Korea bucks joke. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I think, I think the answer is actually in the question because this takes place in South Korea, which I think we all know they are like on the cutting edge of all things technology. So I assume they assume, are really in you know, a lot of yeah, ways someone just if you think about it um
0: yeah, someone. did we think that the guys i don't know why i thought this but just to give the escalator it's due here for some reason it was in my mind that those guys in the boxes up there or the guns in the boxes were man operated i don't know why i thought that because obviously there was a well, that's kind of sexist. Adult I mean, targeting
2: really. <laughs> could be operated by women too ty
0: Unlikely, Probably especially in South Korea. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I just did. I don't know why I thought was there actually people back there. Do we see a glimpse of any human beings, or I just the way they did. moved?
1: Yeah, I, I thought, thought I saw so too. people
0: operating the guns.
1: Um, and here's the thing: if we just go back, I think to his question directly, do you think the 90 year old man could design and do this? He's obviously like a trillionaire. He's paying everybody to do everything. I don't think we expect him to be that hands-on with any of this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, not a very good, not a very well thought out question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, Big Philly Style is a friend of Craig's. I've never met the man. Um, I was not, he sounds very um, articulate and well-spoken for a gentleman named Big Philly Style. Not what I expected at all.
2: Could be a sandwich related name. I, I honestly don't know. Hmm.
0: Maybe yeah. like he's, does he, like
1: he is the host of the Getting Jiggy With It Puzzle
0: YouTube channel. Uh, he's Is that still going? I think you mentioned that way back.
1: 100%. He is uh, currently practicing, down. preparing for a legitimate trip to the Jigsaw Puzzle World Championships. Jesus. Are you serious?
0: 100%. Wow. Yep. That's wicked. This, this is Where does that take place? Who
1: cares? He's going to lose.
0: So <laughs> if, if he wins, what's on the trophy? Is it his real life name? Oh, that's a good his question. Is IRL name or Big Philly style?
1: I think knowing Phil as well as I do, I think 100% it would be Big Philly style.
0: I mean, it'd
2: have to be, right? Maybe they just go off the YouTube moniker. I don't know.
1: And here's if you want to if you want to gauge me and Phil's relationship, we talk a lot about TV shows the way that, that we do. He once told me that he thought Dexter was one of the greatest endings of a show in oh, modern f- television history.
2: Fuck right off. Uh,
1: and we still talk, so there has to be a strong relationship because that's the stupidest fucking take I've ever heard in my life. Now Jesus. he is
2: not here to defend himself. The man is not here to defend himself. I feel as though that if we're gonna if we're gonna do this, that's it's only fair. You know, because that <laughs> yeah. is i'm assuming you're setting up a straw man here because i don't think any rational person would say that you know what i mean
0: is dexter back coming back in some yeah comp- yeah is it? i never saw the original two episodes i just noticed not on right uh, amazon his face is popping up again
2: hey maybe yeah. redemption's possible eh?
0: yeah <laughs> yeah no he's uh what does he have to do to wash away uh countless murders
2: <laughs> oh i just meant like with the series the way it ended Maybe oh. they can fix this fucking thing.
0: I thought that was a reference to how we were talking about how bad guys can do just about anything. They could be genocidal maniacs and then do one good thing at the end. And,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they're good.
0: Yeah, that's one of our favorite topics.
1: So guys uh, and listeners, we are going to dive into this and, and talk quite a bit, I think, about the first episode of this new season of the tiger king that said it's not going to be the only thing we do this is going to be very reminiscent of our, our recent mini uh, minisodes uh, where we've got other stuff to talk about as well but we are going to talk about episode one of the core Quarant- of the tiger king i apologize uh, obviously our podcast namesake so guys all three of us have watched this uh, i've watched it a couple times as is uh tradition for me um dano yeah when did you when did you get through your your, your view on this
2: Uh, number one last night, number two, about an hour and a half ago.
1: Oh, nice. And I learned
2: a thing. If you're watching Netflix on a computer, there is a speed adjustment that you can use now too. Very handy. Yep.
0: Yeah. I wish I knew that um, last night.
2: Craig, er earlier uh, pre-show meeting, you suggested you were going to kick over to me for a three-line recap of season one. Dan, you use as many lines as you want. For Well, uh, I just used three here. OK, <clears throat> and this is just a recap, because if you didn't watch season one at all, it's seven plus one episodes. It's seven actual episodes plus like a, a pandemic episode uh, featured by uh, or hosted by Joe McHale. But um, OK, so the the story for the most part, Joe Exotic ran a low rent version of a zoo feeding wild animals, leftover food from Walmart. All the while, he was viciously harassing a woman who is still suspected of killing her husband. Also, uh, several animals and husbands died in season one. So that's just a brief recap. That's true. Multiple husbands. Yep. Multiple husbands.
1: I think we would be remiss as well to not uh, throw an RIP out to those who we lost between the end of season one and the commencement of season two. Uh, Ty, do you remember the gentleman's name who I'm referring to? Cowie uh,
0: uh, Jeff Cowie uh, Cowie, Cowie, yes yeah.
1: Cowie mm-hmm. is the name, I don't remember the first Spoiler
0: part. alert, at the at the end of the credits of the last episode They show a quick picture of him And they dedicated the whole season to him, I believe Well, there you go Yeah, so one of our R.I.P.s <music> Pretty much our highest honor as a podcast that we have available Yeah, it is And all you have to <laughs> do to get it is die <laughs> <laughs> the only time
1: I've ever felt shaky about it was uh, Ian's dad, but he was a sport about it. We were towing a line.
0: I, I a listen. Sport. Of course, I had to give it to Ian's dad because, it, again, yeah. I consider it our highest accolade. It's yeah, it's, <laughs> it's an honor. It we're is not just honor. throwing these at people we don't like. So okay, you have to so be dead, go- and we have to like you. That's <laughs> you just can't uh, die. There's two parts
2: so we're not going to go through this thing uh, timestamp no. like, bit by bit right so do we just want to cover the high notes and, and what happened or how, how do you want to play this Greg
0: Dan can you yeah. give us a three sentence summary of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> I just finished writing season one, three season. No, I can't do well, that. Well, you're so good at it. I don't know where you came up with that last one. I mean, you, you nailed it. What What was the main topic of the episode? The episode was called? It was called Beg Your Pardon. Yeah, Beg Your Pardon.
2: Yeah, right. and, and the idea was, it, it was the request of um, Eric Love, or the request, the, the efforts of a gentleman named Eric Love, who seems to be a fucking snake oil salesman, if there ever was yes. one, um, to, yeah, to try to get Joe Exotic out of prison. And You know, all the while I'm watching this thing and really, this is, this to me, it it took a second, but this to me is something being in and of the world and then you take it and you shove it through 2020's internet and what happens is you get season two of that thing, yeah, because it just it's 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 this weird fucking meta self referential thing that that we've gotten mm-hmm. into, which is in a really weird space, and it seems to be very much of the time where everything is is fucking navel gazing and narcissistic. Uh, there's other things there too, right? I'm sure there's very sweet storylines that have to do with Gary Busey's nephew and all sorts of fun shit, but um, we don't know where it's gonna go.
0: We don't know so. Yet. I didn't want to watch this at all, and it's be- yeah. uh, because I my memory of our end days in the in the last version of our podcast was mm-hmm. terrible. I didn't like yeah. it. I didn't want to watch it anymore. I found it depressing. We were having philosophical conversations about how the justice system works and all. <laughs> so last night, I thought there's time. Tracy was up for it, so I said, "I'll I'll put one on," and we got we started early, and the episode seemed shorter, if I'm not mistaken. And there's only five of them. Yeah, And I felt like I had the momentum, so I just powered through the entire thing so I don't have to go back. And um, this thing has the potential now, uh, after seeing it from beginning to end, to go again and again and again. They've clearly set it up to go again. Unfortunately, will be interesting. See, I, I
1: I didn't get that at all. I
0: thought that it was so clear watching this that this was...
1: I feel like this is such a money grab and that they're... They could have not done any of this. And the story was kind of cool with where it was. That said, I watched to the end of episode two. But if I just look at episode one, I know that it it served a storytelling purpose to give updates on the people who are going to be potentially relevant moving forward (laughs) while letting some of the old guard fall off to the side. But Hmm. the stuff that was shown, I didn't think did anything much to... To push just about anything forward, story.
2: Well, no, and I, I don't mean, think an, it was meant to. I think
0: you, I th- exactly. I think you had that right. And when viewed in the context of the rest, I'll, I'll be careful about what I say, but it is definitely the spike, or sorry, the setup for the spike. Sure. And um, there will be new data that we had guessed. There will be new data that we had considered. There'll be new data that you just wouldn't have been able to figure out based on because it's circumstances uh, surrounding it or what caused it. And then by the end of it, you will want to say, all right, well, what then what happens next? And then there's always the question watching through it because we were fooled mm. the first time. It's not the same filmmaker technically who's done mm. this season mm. as last season. And I didn't feel like there was as much misdirection this time. Fair. Yeah. Which was good. But... I bring up TLC every time we have we talk about anything reality TV based. Yeah. There's a reason for it is because these guys are on the forefront of sucking a topic dry of all of its available money. This isn't even scratching the surface of what is possible in that realm because mm-hmm. these dudes over on TLC and I really feel like they're the pioneering force in how this is done and we will see iterations of this later. Uh, when Mm. it comes to the Tiger King, because I don't think this is over. They have the show. Then they have the reaction show. Then they have the new cast. Then the old cast reacts to the shows of the new cast. Then they bring them back for a a reunion and hit them with hard questions. Then they Mm. bring people they don't expect. They turn that into a Mori episode. And the next thing you know, you've got (laughs) 16 spinoffs. And they're all just as guilty pleasure sensation to watch it's 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 all there because the more you get to know these people you become invested in the people themselves and they keep bringing those people back and then they slowly introduced a couple more a couple more a couple more it it gets that soap opera sort of investment factor involved and we at the end of season one i did my best to forget a lot of these people but we remember prosecutor amanda green we remember names of people we we probably shouldn't remember because prosecuting you mean prosecuting
2: Amanda green i call her mandy green but that's me and
0: that is i i I guarantee you that's what they're going for new people showed up uh through the course of this there'll be new people but the old people will still stick around the people you're interested in knowing about yeah the people the people that shot this documentary this season did it with the um, considerations of what went viral afterward in mind. Sure. So you're going to see sh- set up shots of Jeff Lowe. Instead of interviewing him on my couch, you'll see her in the background in lingerie on the bed while he's talking, doing an interview. I'm telling you, this thing is engineered yeah. Yeah. to maximize yeah. what they got out of the first one. They're not stupid. I, I think the reason this is five episodes is because you'll see another one next year and another one after that. And they'll just stretch this thing out as hard and fast as they can.
1: Great. Uh, one thing, Ty, I think you've you've nailed something. And this basically harkens back to us doing this the first time around where Ty would kind of say something. I know you've seen the whole thing at this point, so we can't really apply it.
2: This guy and is it would, always saying something, man. He's
0: always. Just, <laughs> no, stuff uh, just listen. Falling out. Let, you let me will apply up. it. And if I have to go back to get audio clips from season one, I We were right about a lot of stuff. We had crystal balls, my friend, yeah. because wow. there's so much shit that happens <laughs> in the season that we called a year ago. We, we were saying, oh, well, you know, we were like just spitballing theories and, well, and we were like brewing up hypotheticals about how Joe might be talking this way or perceiving things another way. And yeah. we nailed it all. Wow. And if <laughs> we can like. bring the clips and I guess we should, although I don't want to listen to our whole freaking show again, but we can pull clips of shit that we said that we were just spitballing and guessing how could this happen in a situation socially? What do we think was really happening on the grounds? And mm-hmm. we hit the nail on the head several us. times.
2: Congratulations and to, us.
0: to the point of ridiculous, like <laughs> it was amazing how we used our skills I think, from working together in environments that have really nothing like this, other than the fact that we're working with people. And so how could something like this happen? And it, the, even though the situation was extreme, we were able to arrive at those conclusions and they were correct based on social interactions that we had that were one a one hundredth of the severity of what was taking place <laughs> on this. It's, it's amazing. And I, I was watching this and I said to my wife several times i'm like we said that that's what happened
1: we guessed that's
0: that what that that's what happened and that's what happened it's mental so
1: i was gonna say ty i made a, i i did not take i had said uh, several times because i was the worst on season one with taking ridiculous copious amounts of notes because oh, i wanted to have total recall i'd have 12 pages of notes for one episode <clears> and they were like typewritten notes so it was a lot this one I, I was like i'm gonna make one page it's my one cheat sheet and all i wrote was uh the old people, the new people, and it—it mm-hmm. it made me realize that there's that, like you're saying, that season to season, that 25% turnover, and they slid the new names in, and this is you kind of get to guess now where they're going to fit into this saga. Mm-hmm. And even if you're not in on Josh Dial anymore, you're like, okay, he's played his part and he shows his face. Maybe this Eric Love guy is super intriguing, and what is. Why is this guy out of left field dumping copious amounts of money into the defense of a man who Joe Exotic's husband says he's never even met face-to-face? So there's there's definitely intrigue with the new characters, and I think they've done a good job with that.
0: I will say um, this lawyer who they show at the end of episode one, and they kind of – if there is misdirection in this season, that is it. The end of episode one introduction to this lawyer because well, –
2: that- it, well, there wasn't a lawyer. I don't think. I think it was a journalist at the end of episode one. He was a journalist that was
0: that. No, they showed the lawyer. The guy Joe, on the uh, one the game of Joe's show.
2: lawyers, yeah, was in there.
0: The guy that, yeah, because they, I, maybe they don't even refer oh, to that him was as a that
1: was uh, that was Carol's or sorry, uh, Don Lewis's children's or his fam- their family lawyer. The right. guy who was oh, on really? the game
0: show. Yes. So that gentleman, that's a misdirected he, misdirection. He's the TV intro. lawyer. He's you're supposed TV to lawyer. think he's a clown. And then all of a sudden, he's got more done than anyone else has up until this point. So mm. he's a guy to watch. Ty, you might you might be you might be reaching
1: an episode two if I remember correctly. Like he's prominent for episode two,
2: but he's
0: introduced in episode one. Okay, yeah. okay, that's fine. yeah.
2: So, is there anything else that was introduced in episode one that you guys want to make sure if you can tie, if you can kind of par- tar- partition back to episode one? Anything you guys? Well, want look, to I'm up? gonna
0: I'm gonna be honest, and I'm not I'm not trying to sound like yeah. I'm a soothsayer now because I've seen all f- five episodes. I genuinely, we've had close to arguments about how, that whether or not this podcast is going to happen and what Even form gonna it will take happen. place. Yeah, I'm not exaggerating i know it's ridiculous that i've seen all of them now i i just was like this is a night (laughs) where there's nothing on yeah tracy wants to watch this uh, new show called yellowstone have you guys seen this yeah Yeah. it's not a bad show but it's kind of soap and i can't really tolerate more than one episode of it a night and we had sort of already watched one so so we binged Stagger king and i had the night Two nights prior, I had not slept because it was we had the craziest windstorm ever. And so I got some sleep and I was sort of wired. And I realized they were 45-minute-ish episodes and mm-hmm. there were only five. And I thought, you know, if I do this all now, I won't have to do it anymore. <laughs> and I even thought to myself, they might get mad that I did it, but I don't give a shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, hey, let's
0: let's lay the cards on the
1: table here. The, the, the main holdout to guys, I don't know if I want to delve into this shit show because as you had said, At the end of season one, we were like, hey, this isn't what we thought it was going to be. This wasn't a clown show. This was dark. This was depressing. This was shady on a lot of fronts, including the way that it was presented to us, the audience. And I understand why someone would be hesitant to get back into that world. And you were the main holdout. I was like, guys, listen, I'm probably going to do this even if nobody else shows up. Uh, I, I was just intrigued enough to give it a crack. But I'm super happy that you watched all five of them because our original thing was hey maybe you don't watch them and you're just going to ask us questions and i don't know how it would have went but i'm really happy you've got it and i like already that you've got a little perspective you can give us some hints and be like hey you're on the right path or oh you know maybe you're bonkers
2: well let me ask okay hint give us a hint uh mr roberts does this mike Busey, jack wagon does he is he is he a consistent character throughout this is adult that the lawyer? Play-
1: I can't. The adult. He's the guy wow. who built the adult
0: playground and the yeah,
1: podcast the sausage host. castle. So I'm going to guess he's not. Or you doesn't would sound like
0: him. Well, guys, listen. I'm not a guy who's good with names in the first place. Sure. Oh, he's the
2: guy. He,
1: bu- he built the strip joint with the swings and they show, I believe. Oh, that um, they show James, Sorry. <laughs> James Gerritsen shows up. and gets I got his face by. on, uh,
0: on my screen now. Yeah. No, I don't recall him seeing him much. after <laughs> oh, episode. Damn. <laughs> But he does make an impression, doesn't he?
2: <laughs> well, so, so that was, I think he's there just for, just for the, the, the lulls or just to like get whatever the weird corner of the internet that's into him. Just to have him there because I can't think of a reason why he's there. I tried to look him up. There is very little about him. Um, and he's just, he's just, he's like a party host. What the fuck kind of job is this?
0: He's Jet Ski's buddy, isn't he? Huh? You isn't know he's he uh, sh- presented I, as sort of a friend of a Jet Ski there? Of Gerritsen? James yeah. Garretson.
2: I don't know. Well, James Gerritsen was the guy. Train.
0: Yeah, he was the guy who went to see friend.
2: him.
1: But he went to go see him as part of the podcast. The thing that I took from him oh, right, was. Right. The thing that I took from from uh, Mike Busey's existence was <laughs> uh, really uh, the, the existence of us, of this thing that we're doing, yeah, uh, and that it spawned mm.
0: this. Except that weird... his is popular.
1: Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> we're up to twenty two hundred listens. Yeah, We got an extra ten percent. Uh, well, of I mean, the Joe, Joe Exotic the gave us a,
0: two emotes. That's one hundred percent more emotes than most people get. Yeah. It's true.
1: Anyway, I, I took that as uh just kind of showing that this thing has bled out into uh the zeitgeist and the pop culture in a strange way, and that if this fucking weirdo is hosting his podcast, it kind of represents the existence of us three fucking weirdos doing this stupid
0: yeah. thing we're doing right now. Okay. Did you guys hear that noise? That means it's time once again to thank our returning sponsor. JB's Personal Massage Warehouse. JB knows more and more of us are getting back in the office. Wouldn't it be nice to get a soothing personal massage on your way to work? But you can't, because ordinary personal massagers could cause spillage, permanently damaging your vehicle interior, and outing you as a massage enthusiast to your work colleagues. Introducing Autosage by Ronco, the amazing no-spill personal massager. Available (laughs) exclusively at JB's. Just press the lever and absorb instantly. Release it and it's automatically sealed. AutoSage is also great at cleaning up shawarma dressing and coffee spillage. And AutoSage comes in a discreet and tidy case that fits snugly in any glove box guaranteed. Keep your car's velour interior looking brand new with AutoSage from Ronco, And for a limited time, JB's is throwing in a free, stylish carrying strap, making the AutoSage great for golfers, bikers, skiers, boaters, shawarma, restaurant franchise owners, and even truckers. AutoSage by Ronco, a great Christmas gift, and it's only $19.99 through Cyber Monday. For a full self-drive in your own car, the AutoSage sets the bar. Visit JB's for an AutoSage today, and tell them Ronco sent you back to Ukraine.
1: Wow, thanks. JB's. You know what? Good to have him back. Some companies out there, You know, do a lot of bad things in the world. And, you know, I'm not going to name names. We know who I'm talking about. You don't need to. Um, (laughs) But then there's just some people who do it right. And are just out there to help people, you know, cram or whatever it is they're trying Mm to do.
2: Um, It's
1: an American dream, I think, really. And good for them. Thanks for coming back. Despite, uh, Ty, is all the legal problems associated with them cleared up at this point? Seems like
0: it. it. It would seem to be, right?
1: There I was think some it's bad repos. taste to
0: bring that up right after the ad.
1: Well, I mean, I su- <laughs> assume you it's can cut
0: it out.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know, I'm a big appeal. problem with
0: you, Craig. We're, we're, we're doing these massage ads. They're tasteful. Every single one of them has been very tasteful. And then you come out and talk about I just want to say, I don't know if anybody's I really think we should just stick to the to take script. My- we're
1: paid to stick to the script. I had to take my headphones off. It was so fucking loud. I couldn't <laughs> <hear> <laughs> That's hear all fixed, fixed in post. post too. I hope so. I'm sure it was good, but I literally missed the first two-thirds of it because I had to take my headphones off.
0: I'm told the autosage is quiet as a mouse, though. (laughs) It depends on where you put it. Um, (laughs) If it's directly against the bone,
2: you're
1: going to feel that vibration. (laughs) It's
2: conductive,
0: right? That's the autosage by Ronco. Ronco.
2: He was the inventor of the pocket fisherman, I believe,
0: as well. Actually, He is real. Yeah, and on the um, in the late 70s, he invo- he inv- uh, invented the no-spill coffee mug for your car. Okay.
2: Oh, no kidding. And
0: this is just an extension on, of that idea.
2: It's on brand. The spillage on brand.
0: can come from anywhere. I was going to say, is this a
1: no-spill <laughs> device? What's, uh, what's happening See, this <laughs> is the
0: kind of shit I'm talking about, Craig. You, you, you
1: <laughs> I have questions. It's a family you don't tell choice, us what the, what the ad people send in. You just read it. No, I... I read the script. The I'm a consumer. I'm a consumer, and I have questions.
0: Well, go into your local JB's personal massage warehouse and ask a qualified associate. It's
1: a four and a half hour drive. We don't even. We well, don't the even drive back short. will be a
0: lot more fun than the drive there. <laughs> Thanks to AutoSage. Touche.
1: Touche. So, guys, uh, what did we think about? And I'm not gonna. I mean, obviously, we're we're gonna dance around a lot of this because it's a stupid topic. Well, Rinky's specific involvement, our man, John Rinky, who I think was very directly involved with getting Joe convicted, has seemingly pulled a 180 here. Uh, Mm. I think he's got some serious regrets and he is on Team Free Joe Exotic. Ty knows something. He's making faces. Dan, what did you think about Rinky's positioning relative to Joe and how their relationship stands in, in this episode? Was it because I this was the biggest blind side to me?
2: Yeah, you guys know I'm pro-Rinky, so maybe even yes. I've got my blind spot here. Um, but I think, you know, I think even at the end, uh, hard to remember back to, to season one. But I think that I, the impression that I have is, is Rinky thought bad things had happened and Joe got railroaded. So both of those things can be true, right? Like Joe That's can true. be a not good person and still have been completely screwed. In this whole situation, sure. Um, Which and, is a, a think, theme
0: of our conversations at the end yeah. of the first season.
2: Yeah, I think I think, uh, think Rinky's got a prosthetic foot on each side of the line here.
0: <laughs> he doesn't
1: have a foot on either side; he has a leg, partial leg on each side.
2: <laughs> it's like twenty feet different. Away?
0: I think, and I think we alluded to this last year as well. Was that this is the first time? We had a lot to say about what we thought the legal system was doing wrong. That sounds um, like us. That does. Yeah, uh, but, yeah. You know what I mean? And how this kind of felt, whether you believed he deserved to be in jail for certain things or not, that the way they put him in jail seemed yeah. unjust. And I was going to say
1: sketchy as fuck, but that's way better. Yeah. yeah but
0: yeah. I think that the difference in this particular case is that it was kind of shown to everybody. Now, these guys have all gotten some sort of level of fame out of being a part of this story, mm-hmm. and then they saw it reflected back on them. Because I think mean, normally what happens is the guy goes to jail and everyone just goes about their lives and never thinks about it again. And uh, mm-hmm. but they can't; they don't have that option. They can't not think about it again. This has been their lives now. It's the source
1: of their celebrity and yeah. the reason their life yeah. has changed from that day forward. Yeah, right, absolutely.
0: And I mean, in the first season or the first episode of this uh, season two, you sort of see, and the, the PETA woman sort of laments it, but the push to, to release Joe. And she kind of like, well, he's a bad guy. He deserves to be in jail. That's not the point. The point is everybody could smell that this was bullshit yeah. the way you got him in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether or not he deserves to be in there for, and how long that time needs to be, or what his punishment should be, is not related to why people want him out people want him out because they smell bullshit and how he got in and everyone has had to face that from this audience and Mm -hmm. you could see it in the first episode when people were being sort of confronted by pedestrians like you know oh hey i know you from the show you know oh i like joe and they've probably been faced with that countless times over the last year and a half and they realize Mm -hmm. that everyone with the exception of
1: rinky and eric love at the stop the Steel rally hold it who they flew to to yeah. hold up a banner mm-hmm. this was their game plan guys we're gonna go hold up a banner get on this plane oh hold and on. that
2: was not a popular move for some folks there
1: that lady lost her fucking mind on them
0: Yeah. And well it is you know ridiculous what?
1: i i fully <laughs> agreed with her Yeah. but she she went well i shouldn't say fully i was like Seventy five percent on board with her. She went about twenty five percent too far. Uh, I forget the name she had called them. Oh
2: man, it was just gutter a, uh, sluts. I think gutter I wrote sluts, it down, but I think it was gutter sluts.
1: Uh, yeah, gutter sluts is correct. I haven't heard or used the phrase gutter sluts, in years. but you know what it means. Like, I do.
2: Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, this <laughs> if this is if this is Eric loves this was his master plan, which seemed bonkers to me. He put exotic on the side of a private jet that nobody was going to see. Yeah. And he flew to Washington DC to hold up a banner at the fucking back of a rally. This guy to this point is presented as the mastermind who had come out of the woodwork to try to help Joe. My expectation is that he was a heavy focus of episode one. I think this guy is going to virtually disappear. And I think we're going to be directed somewhere else. I think that he was just kind of uh, because his storyline seems to have run its course with the push for them was specifically during the Trump years when the Trump years were over. I don't think anybody's trying to put this on Biden's desk to say, hey, you know, you like to pardon people. Well, now that the
2: grown-ups are
0: in charge, I mean, it's... it's, (laughs) All right, I'm I'm (laughs) avoiding, I'm avoiding, but hey. A quick note about that airplane. Do you think it's actually legal to put a bunch of vinyl stickers on a jet and fly in the air? No, and one of the
1: letters was halfway ripped off on the way home.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it just fell down on somebody's house. Yeah. Well, no, like, what I was afraid of is that it would get sucked into the, the jet engine right behind it.
2: Oh, that's interesting.
0: Like, I don't think it's... Because I'm thinking they're and they put they wrapped the jet engine itself too. I'm like, I don't think that that's meant like for airplanes. I don't think I just Listen, scared the hell out of me. Because I, I thought the first thing right. I thought to Tracy was, I'm like, what if that peels off at 350 miles per hour <laughs> and just 10,000 feet? I mean, because if a little bird gets in there, it could be trouble. So a, lot, a bunch of vinyl in a bundle should would be just as bad. And then sure. they land and show the plane, and there's little bits of it. And most of the last letter completely ripped off, so that flew off in midair and went somewhere. And I'm blown away that they they that let they let that go down. That just was crazy to me. Now
2: those engines have got to those engines have got to be able to handle some stuff because rain's going to be going through it. Snow, hail are probably all going to be going through it. Obviously not ideal, but they're probably able to handle some. A goose? No.
0: Uh, you know, but
2: <laughs> a bowling ball probably not. Less. It's
0: less just vinyl so. is like sticky, gross vinyl. Like I don't know, man. Like if if it bunched up just the wrong way, I I could see that being a problem. Hey, if season
1: one was the eye opening experience surrounding the legal system, season two is airline regulation. Mm-hmm. So far, <laughs> so far, no question.
0: It just really opened my eyes that they'll let any idiot in a jet just fly anywhere they want. I guess.
1: All right, guys. I think uh, I think we can probably move on. We didn't get into too many specific uh, plot points, but I'm okay with that. Again, <laughs> yeah, like, well-, we'll assume the audience has seen the show. You know, I don't think there's there's much happening here other than a recap and a general update of who's where is it was a reset of the board and an introduction to a couple of new players i think Hmm. we're going to get the bulk of the story moving forward though Hmm. um so that's good uh in traditional minisode fashion even though this isn't a traditional minisode let's talk about what we've been doing what we've been watching what we've been up to dan would you like to go first okay i'm ready
2: (laughs) i got my notes up there's three things that i I spring that on you no sorry that was considered unsprung I've got, uh, yeah, three things today. So I've been logging a little three. bit of windshield time lately. And one of the longer podcasts that I used to listen to every now and then, episodes come out very infrequently, is Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. I don't know if you gents have ever dabbled in that, but they're like, they're basically audio books, just not audio books. They're just like, The the months of research go into these things. It's insane. And the the one I was reading right now is uh, or listening to is the Celtic Holocaust, which is about when the Julius Caesar kind of walks into, um, you know, northern Europe and this Gaul area and kind of uh, takes a bunch of people out. So I'm partway through that. Very interesting. There's another podcast I've been listening to a lot later is Honestly by Barry Weiss. And that's um, she's had some pretty, pretty wicked episodes lately. Uh, and as far as viewing things, we haven't got into Yellowstone. You mentioned that earlier, Ty. We did watch seasons, I think it's one and two, and now it's season three. I think your summary of it being like, pretty good show, kind of a soap opera thing, spot on. That's exactly it. Like, it's like, this is this is like bonkers level drama, um, but it's, it's an okay show. It's a good show. Uh, but we it. haven't been into that yet because it just came out, but we have been watching something called Reservation Dogs which is, uh, it's on Disney plus it's a show about four teenage kids in a reservation in Oklahoma, I think. Um, my sister recommended it. Shout out to my sister, Jess. And, um,
0: what did you say? You made a joke about a restaurant reservation. (laughs) Oh, very
2: nice. That should go over well. Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah, but it's, it's a pretty good show. It really is. You know, much better than her regular suggestions. So that was. Hey, uh... Jess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it for me, though. That's it for me. I- awesome. I'm gonna over to Mr. Roberts. What else have you been into?
0: Well, uh, like I say, we just watched a couple episodes of Yellowstone, and I'm not really okay to make a judgment either way. Um, except that there's a daughter character in it that I can't stand her when she's on the screen. Oh, she's <laughs> she rough, is just eh? unbearable. But she's meant to be, so she's doing her job. But yeah, uh, we had good weather here. We normally have um, a blizzard by now and it, it hasn't been the case. So I took the opportunity to get up on the roof and put our lights up uh, a little earlier than usual. And that's kind of what I worked on. And Microsoft released Halo, <laughs> the multiplayer.
1: Halo so multiplayer, I tried
0: that yeah. with a buddy I haven't played a game with in years. That I don't want to ask with uh, Jeff from um, uh, the wedding or Who, oh, my name? wedding. You guys met him. And yeah. Um, and yeah, so uh, it was good to... It was a nice little surprise. They blew that out early and everyone got to play. And it's free for the people to play if you have an Xbox or computer. That was like
1: a on-the-spot release when they did a presentation, right? Video game? Yeah, and, Shadow uh, Drop comp- is
0: the official Shadow
1: player. Drop. Okay. Companies do this every now and again. Can you explain Shadow <laughs> yeah. Drop? It's an interesting concept.
0: Well, you think something's coming out later or you don't know it's coming and they'll do a little conference and they'll go, and you can play it right now. And then everyone goes, ah! and then they bang all the servers at once and they, it goes down inevitably so that's how shadow works. <laughs>
2: and then they left playing with their lanyards for that
0: <laughs> Yeah so it's fun you know the holidays is always cool to if you get the time to play video games Drake has been playing a game called I am fish which oh. he loves and it's just a, it's a game where it's like a kind of a puzzle and you have a little fish in a bowl and they roll the ball with the ball through little obstacles and stuff, and you try and figure out how to get from A to B in a, uh, the right way. Eventually and, uh, to the ocean. Yeah, yeah. And uh, if you go the wrong way or you take too big a fall, the, the thing breaks open and the fish flip, flaps around on the pavement, which he thinks is hysterical.
1: Death can be I funny.
0: But yeah, not much beyond that.
1: Uh, we started watching. Uh, Dexter came up earlier. Mm-hmm. The new season of Dexter, the unexpected. Uh, reboot of this show that was announced a couple years ago has begun. There are two episodes into it. Dexter was uh, first introduced to me by you, Dan oh, uh, huh. early in the first or second season, which was absolutely prime Dexter. I think you were even reading the books back then, if I recall correctly.
2: Yeah. yeah read uh,
1: one of the greatest shows, I think if it ended after three, four seasons, possibly. About and right. then it jumped the shark hardcore. But I, like many people, were pot committed and we wrote it out to the end to one of the stupidest endings of any show that I can remember. I've never been more disappointed in the ending of a show, including The Sopranos, that literally just cut to black. But uh, the ending of Dexter was so piss poor. And I think the where it stands in history is, has been recognized that way, that they got the gang back together And they have waited, uh, the story has progressed, say, 10 years on, and they're taking another kick at the can to, I think, wrap this thing up in a more reasonable way that will not ridiculously tarnish the legacy of what was otherwise a pretty cool show. Uh, So So we've been watching that. They're two in. It's a little Dexter paint-by-numbers-ish, but we're enjoying it so far, and already both of these episodes are better than the series finale.
2: Wow, that's a nice high bar there. Um, So you said that they got the gang back together. I thought he was like he had faded into Alaska to the to the Great North and like is doing a different thing.
1: Not Alaska. I forget which state it is. It's it's mainland. It's uh, lower forty eight or whatever. Contiguous. Contiguous. Yeah, lower forty eight. Montana's always a good uh, bet. There are, I don't want to ruin anything for anybody because this is literally brand new. Like
2: This doesn't take uh, place on the Yellowstone Ranch, does a it? New,
1: <laughs> I think Kevin Costner's there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and his bitchy daughter. God. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: I'm really hoping she's the next victim. Is all, you know. Yeah, that would, be, that
0: would work up, out for everybody. In a cross
1: episode. <laughs> like, that's how they're going to wrap it up. Yeah. This has been, uh, they're doing the long play. That's the final kill of Dexter is the off that little girl and
2: everybody high fives. from both.
0: She's not shows. a young child. Oh no. no she's
1: like 40. I've yeah. never even seen a preview for well, Yellowstone. So like, I'm just
2: like Ty said, I mean, she's built to be a miserable person and they really do explain why she's a miserable person. Yeah, and it's like, okay, no, I get it, but fuck you're unpleasant. <laughs>
0: yeah. But I, at the same time, you have to give her the props. Cause I, I yeah. know that's, I know that's the point. Yep, so it's hard to falter is for Is this it, uh though. is this a Joffrey from Game of Thrones type character?
2: Like yeah. to be yeah. hated well, and doing it well? Better I just redu- don't like yes. looking
0: at yeah, 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 exactly. But, but even
2: even like the, the character's role in the story, you get why she's so cantankerous. Okay. And she for good and she plays to her advantage in that way uh in a lot of awful scenarios. But um yeah, you still don't
0: like her. You don't like being around her. Mm-hmm. Did you did so, either of you watch the Twin Peaks return when it came back? No, I don't think so, no. That was an attempt of finishing something that wasn't quite finished yeah. many decades finish later, right? Eh?
2: And how did no. it go?
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> that it's a no, that,
0: that went, I don't know what the hell that was. It was very cool to watch, but boy, oh boy, was that. Uh, no, you weren't leaving with anything other than more questions. <laughs> the other thing
1: i wanted to mention uh as i always do i talk about the game that i'm playing uh battlefield 2042 is a big open world game with uh you know infantry guys and helicopters and planes are flying over you there's tanks there's vehicles it's uh it's pretty bonkers it's on playstation 5 it's 124 people in a small in a war map at once and it's crazy it's been a lot of fun in Super Buggy so far, but the official really? launch on that isn't even until uh, tomorrow, technically. But uh, we had some early access on this one if you pre-ordered it. And uh, I've been playing that, and it's been good. It also has two unique multiplayer approaches that I haven't seen in other games that I think are intended to com- combat um, the generally toxic environment that we've talked about before of playing online multiplayer games. There is no individual player scoreboard where you can pull up everybody in your game and see how many people did they kill and how many points did they score and how many times did they die and what are their stats? It doesn't Hmm. exist. It's not in the game. Hmm. There is also no chat outside of your own squad. Hmm. Even though these servers have a massive number of people, it's very much like Fortnite that way, which we play. You can talk to your four player team and that's it whereas on this game previously you could just hop on a channel with everybody
2: and you would hear, awful
1: yeah it was terrible before um but it's this isn't a full out you know every everybody gets a medal nobody's keeping score scenario to get back to that first point uh they tell you at the end of the game uh certain milestones who had the most uh vehicle destructions or who had captured the most flags or they have specific stats that are related to the game mode. I I found this interesting. Sorry if this is dwelling on this too long. Um, But then they, they give you your ranking of your squad relative to other squads, but Mm -hmm. they have completely eliminated the individual stats. Interesting. From the game at all. So if you're not helping your squad and working with your squad and you're just going to go off and lone wolf, which is easy to do in these games, it's what most people do if you don't sign on with friends. You're just dealing with four individuals who are going to go do whatever the fuck they want. Your squad is not going to score well. So it's a cool way that they've kind of encouraged people to uh, play the the objective, not just go and do whatever the fuck you want. You got to play –
0: if you're in an objective game, you got to play the objective, especially if you're not – super good like if you're a crazy skilled guy and you want to sit in the corner and just blow people's heads off with a sniper rifle you're and you're that good you can do that and that'll help the team but if you're not yeah. great you should be helping people capture the flag or do whatever the yeah objective yeah. is because i've played with so many there's people in halo like this too where because i haven't really gotten into halo before now and if i play the objective and I, there's at least one other guy in the team that's playing the objective it You're almost always seems a, yeah. to be a winning game yeah. um, because even though you know I've had some games where I did really well with kills and stuff, but I've had others that I didn't do too well with kills. But if the objective are, is measured in points or something, you you those points are there and I've got those. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever played a game with, speaking of chat and toxicity, have you ever played a game with proximity chat? And do you know what that is?
1: I know I have. I can't remember what it was because it's so rare. It but it uh, maybe maybe explain what proximity chat is for,
0: so, for everybody else. instead of You're being able to talk thing. to your squad or like imagine if in Fortnite, you know how when you the guys get kind of close to you, you can see their footsteps? Yeah. Well, imagine mm-hmm. you could also hear what they were saying a little bit louder as they got closer to you. That's, yes. that's oh, what proximity God. chat is. And there's a yes. f- several games that have that. I've never played one that has that built into it. But I've seen guys online play those games and there'll be like one-on-one situations where the guy goes in the house and he can hear somebody's up there and he'll go, I know you're there. And then the guy upstairs will <laughs> go, fuck you or whatever. And they'll, they'll have like a little <laughs> chat back and forth. Uh, and uh, I wish some of the games we played at least had that option because it yeah. sounds like, I know there'd be a devolve into trash talking craziness, but at the same time, I would love to just try it because it sounds amazing to just know there's it's, a guy in the basement and just try and like you remember that movie signs where they run out onto the porch to yeah. scare the alien kind of like yeah. you could try something like that like i'm coming to catch you it just freaked the guy out <laughs>
1: <laughs> or even just the concept of like you sit you see somebody coming but you can't say anything because you know there's somebody else yeah exactly isn't that cool you. too yeah that extra level of tension that it could bring yeah. is almost like horror game-esque that would be incredible for uh you know the old uh, adrenaline and dopamine shots—you're trying to get while you're playing mm. these damn things. Anyway, so that's uh, that's my gaming, uh, that's my gaming update and and uh, the shows I've been watching. So, so jokes. Before we duck out of here, um, we did our Norm Macdonald jokes previously. Yeah. Daniel is the only one who remembered to bring his Norm Macdonald jokes to this particular episode. Now, do you want to read them
0: yourself, or are you going to send them on the board and put them oh, on the board? I'll and, send them on the and, board.
2: We'll, yeah, I'll send them on the. board. Um, okay, Ty, you read
0: the first one. The supply chain shortage is expected to have long-lasting echoes throughout the holiday season. Luckily, Netflix kept an emergency supply of crazy sauce for just such an occasion. Hopefully, other streaming services follow their lead, although it would seem CBC Gem has already shot their wad. I'm
2: starting to regret that. That's a weirdly written joke. I don't that's, know. If <laughs> that, yeah, hey, man.
0: It's, it's a weird one. Well, if I you say I... CBC Gem has shot their wad, that's pretty much all I needed. Be That's well, it's
2: a punchline, right? All right. Um, and I'll then take the next one. You. No.
1: Is this CBC Gem related as well? No. no, It is Netflix related. Okay, the theme was Tiger King. I got gotcha. you. Netflix just released their Tiger King follow-up season about Joseph Maldonado Passage, also known as Joe Exotic. Uh, in the new series, Joe Exotic's husband, Dylan Passage, expressed concern and possible regret or, over his marriage to the Tiger King. These comments were made just moments after realizing... That he was married to Joe
0: Exotic. There we go. <laughs> so,
2: do you, uh, do There's that
0: this? Julia Roberts "Lyle Lovett" joke <laughs> Is that yeah. That? remastered. Yeah, <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> yeah the, the butter, moment uh, came where he realized yeah. he was married to Joe Exotic.
2: I I do have one more, but that's only going to be for the Patreon crowd because I think that one's too hot. All right, for, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, go to no, our subscribe star
0: at our Patreon. Yeah,
2: or our OnlyFans. <laughs> You can check it out there maybe <laughs> we are literally
1: the least monetized podcast in history we are only losing money if you, if <laughs> you do donate I think
0: I think the threshold is five a month you'll get to hear a conversation between Dan and I about our beards
1: <laughs> guys I'm gonna tell you this is one of our longest episodes this beard conversation so
2: if we'll uh, fix if it you, in post
1: <laughs> if you want to hear it contribute your five cents as Ty said all right, let's
0: let's get and, uh, the Patreon joke read out of the way.
2: No, we're not doing that recorded because I'm not comfortable. <laughs> <with it. laughs> Wait, really? Just, yeah, no, I'm serious. I wrote it, and I'm like,
1: I just feel like no, Dan, you've never uh, in yeah. pot. I mean, yeah. we've bleep blur- we've bleeped out a lot. Oh great, well that's we're gonna do it, it again too. Yeah. A-
0: <laughs> <laughs> but
1: you've never drawn a line on yeah. uh, on the podcast, and you are the getting, habitual line drawer i'm getting in of front of this re- one
2: yep okay but you
1: did yeah. it yourself you're yeah, drawing a line that's,
2: on yourself that's right well for the podcast where were you after there's i podcast the conversations yeah. Ty, start non-podcast the, conversations start the
1: music Ty, just let's let's end this please and thank you <laughs> right on. Well, ladies and gentlemen thank you for listening i'm gonna i'm gonna podcast from down here as they all are, it was written and produced by Craig Laporte, Ty Roberts, and Dan Hurt, edited by Ty Roberts.
0: Did you...
2: Did Craig disappear? <laughs>
0: uh, this episode of The Quarter Tigers was written and produced by Craig Laporte, Ty Roberts, and Dan Hurt. Uh, sound effects from Zapplack, Splat.org, and uh, a little music from Film? The Price is Right. Yeah, um,
2: filmmusic.io i think that was a thing yeah that's
0: right uh what else Uh, email us at thecorntigers at gmail.com and uh, we'll read it and i'm talking we're guaranteed we'll read it um because we don't get any and uh i'm sick of reading shitty two emote instagram comments (laughs) (laughs) you can do better than that just write a little email one sentence thecorntigers at gmail.com that's all we're asking um anything else dan am i missing something I mean, you are the best boy grip, and and I don't want to overlook that, because it's important. Well, guess who's not here and has decided to volunteer for that role? Craig Laporte, uh, we appreciate you filling in as best boy grip for this episode. I love Um, it. (laughs) I think you did a great job.
2: Passing the torch. I I feel grip. torch. (laughs) He's
0: gripping that thing. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Say bye, Dan. (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. I think we handled it well. (laughs) (laughs) This beard is coming along. (laughs) Dan, what do you do to this thing? So it gets to this point, right? Mm -hmm. And I know what the official answer is, but you get to this point where, like, maybe yours hair is different because yours seems to be very flowy. But what mine wants to do is it wants to have, like, these rogue oh. guys coming out yeah that, and so it just starts the, the thicker I guess the more porcupiney it looks like interesting like 20% of the hair in there will just want to pull directly out and wow. it's coarse right very do coarse do
2: you use like a beard oil or anything
0: or so like yeah like what palm? I'll do I'll put a beard oil in it and that won't do anything on its own what I'll have to do is I'll put a beard oil in it and then I'll blow dry it and comb it and then that'll get like m- most of it down. There'll be a couple of strays, and then I'll just kick those off. You know? Is this
1: the fucking joke? Like, you guys are just gonna make me sit here while you talk about your
2: beards for 10 minutes? Well, you're getting I'm your just... notes ready. What do you want? Oh, well, good. you know, nobody's
0: asking you what your secrets are. <laughs>
2: No, my secret is
1: I don't shave until people start to look at me funny and then I trim it
0: down. So and Dan, what, I'm, I'm genuinely like, look, you got one of the best beards in the industry. Everyone knows that. So what's the, what are you doing? So you got the oil going, but you don't have to I, heat it up?
2: No, uh, no, no. I just do like the oil on my hands till, and then rub it in. But no, I... So yeah, really so you way,
0: and I are working with different material. They're different
2: here. beards. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It's just... Beards. You know, I got actually to out... I
2: know mine's changed too over the past decade I've tried I tried to grow uh, grow it long a while ago and I was like this is bananas uh, because it just it was too curly it's or something wavy. but I think it's yeah.
0: changed yeah. yeah your your beard has gone like Greek god wavy now Oh, that's what like, like it's day, yeah. yeah and what well,
2: yeah if I let it grow out it does kind of have that that ripple to it yeah.
0: but if you don't mind me saying you're looking pretty svelte, so maybe your diet's changed a little bit that mm-hmm. can have an effect that's right yeah a lot more seal. I eat a lot more seal these days. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. One thing that I do find helps. Um, sometimes I put uh, just like a conditioner in there. Yeah. It really use to
2: condition it, like Tracy's hair, hair Like a, tra- a
0: hair conditioner. Yeah, I don't yeah, buy yeah. my own conditioner. <laughs> I do have my own oil though. I got an oil that smells like like pine trees. I love that. Especially yeah, you put a mask on with with pine tree beard oil in there. You're really going to, I mean, you're going to feel like you're in a forest if you close your eyes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Man, I'll tell you, when I, so when I when I flew to Vegas there a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. the uh, the mask situation completely fucked the beard situation up. Because yeah, no, like I, a, a nice seal for 12 hours right there. I know, there. And, then and then you take I it off, off and it's like. This, yeah, and then there was a great little like a woo yep. underneath.
0: Yeah. No, it sucks. I have the yeah. same. Uh, oh, power. hey, Craig's back. All right, what's up, guys? Did you putting, you're putting you're putting episodes? just this section of your beard into a humidifier for t- six hours.
2: <laughs> That's right. It plumps it up, actually.
0: Yeah, and then you take it out. And it's like,
2: yeah. <laughs> Shall we?